1: Hey there folks, this is Matt Welch, the sports editor with Star Local Media, and thank you for checking out this rapid reaction edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. Let's recap the game that I was at on Friday. I was out at Williams Stadium in Garland for the uh, what y'all, the readers and listeners, voted on as our game of the week, Plano East versus Saxe, a, a very highly anticipated non-district showdown between the Panthers. Seeking a 3-0 start against sexy trying to seek its first win after a very challenging start to the season. Um, much like every other game in the Metroplex on Friday, this was indeed affected by the, uh, the inclement weather. Um, that resulted in a 100-minute rain delay. We got kickoff rolling right around 845. Um, and As you'd expect for a game that, uh, you know, a game where weather plays a factor, you're probably going to get some pretty choppy play. That was indeed the case early on. However, it is a big second half by Plano East, which proves the difference. They were able to, despite a very inauspicious start to this game, Plano East is able to settle down, and they score 29 unanswered points to come away with a 29-7 to victory over the Saxe Mustangs. Plano East, 3-0 the first time since 2015. Uh, meanwhile, Sexy drops to 0 and 3. That could very well be, I think as far as I've been able to tell, that might be the first time that has ever happened. You might have to dig back to the very very uh, the early years of their football program, but um nevertheless, um, you know, two teams that, you know, appear to be You know, trending in opposite directions. Albeit, Saxey's 0-3 is not you know is only a really an 0-3 in you know in name only. They played a very challenging non-district schedule. Games against Plano East, Capel, Euless Trinity. I mean, they swung hard against some of the heavyweights in uh, in Class 6A. They lost those first two games by just a combined eight points. Had plenty of opportunities to get a win there. Um, Nevertheless, though, Friday was a bit of a different story. Um, This was a game that. For two and a half quarters was very much a coin flip. I mean, neither team really did a whole lot to separate itself with the exception of a couple big plays in the first half. This thing was gridlocked at 7-7 at halftime. And then in the third quarter, the game just kind of turned on a dime there was um, basically a two to three minute sequence where Plano East just seized firm control and really put this one to rest. Um, so what happened? Well, actually, um, it kind of got rolling where i um, mean, in a kind of a unique situation. You know, Plano East is back into a third and 15, uh, just under five minutes to go in the third quarter. And then um, Brandon Mallory, Plano East quarterback, he hits Jalen Anderson on a short pass on the flat. Um, some good blocking by, uh, by Braylon Henderson and Joseph Carter. Anderson follows those blocks makes a move, and then just takes off down the sideline, and he just straight-up outraces. I counted five Saxi defenders to the end zone for a 63-yard touchdown. Just... Jalen Anderson doing Jalen Anderson things, and that was enough to give Plano East a 15-7 lead after a two-point conversion from uh, from Trey Jones-Scott. And then on the very next play, things went from bad to worse for Saxey. They botched the snap to backup quarterback Parker Wells. Plano East recovers the fumble. Uh, Cameron Crossley specifically recovered the fumble. And then four plays later, you had just a coffin-nail touchdown run by, uh, by Trey Jones-Scott. It was an eight-yard touchdown run, but just an absolute doozy of a run. he First off, Trey spins off one defender. He has another defender hanging onto his leg for dear life. And then while that's happening, Trey trucks one sexy tackler and then overpowers another to bull rush his way into the end zone for an eight-yard touchdown. Just a fantastic run. Um, hopefully I can get some video on social media for y'all to see that run. Uh, for yourselves. It was just a great highlight run by, uh, by Trey Jones-Scott, and that gave Plano East a 22-7 lead. Um, and this was just in, just in a couple minutes' time. So just like that, after you have two and a half quarters where neither team really did a whole lot to separate from the other, you just have a bang-bang sequence, and just like that, it's a two-score game in favor of Plano East. And with the way that both offenses were moving up to that point, that was honestly really all it took. Um, you know, Saxe on their very next drive, they were able to get past midfield, um, but as was kind of the case for Saxe's offense, promising field position um, didn't really amount to a whole lot. Um, Josh Plagassi was able to blow up that drive with a sack on third and short to stop that opportunity, and that was essentially the game. Um, you know, Plain is was able to use that, you know, that quick little spurt there in the third quarter. And in a game where, I don't know, I always like, when it's a bad weather game, I just am always ready to expect the unexpected. I, I go into there just ready to embrace the most unconventional form of football that I'm going to see just because you just don't get a whole lot of normal in a game where the weather is an um, is effect. And sure enough, that was the case on uh, you know on Friday. I mean, both teams began the game on such a uh, on such a bizarre note. Well, first off, you had Saxey coming out of the gates, just catching Plano East with an absolute haymaker to start this game. Um, Saxie, who rolled with a bat with a, with a new quarterback this time, they decided to go with their backup um, Xavier Foreman instead of uh, Anthony Beltron. Um, you know, who had gotten the nod the, uh, the first two weeks of the season. And then right out of the gates, Foreman catches Plano East in a bit of a personnel mismatch. They hit uh, Miles Nash deep for a 52-yard touchdown pass on the very first play of the game. So just like that. 18 seconds into the game, and Saxe's up 7-0. to Plano East trailing for the first time all season, I believe. And, um, yeah, just a very, uh, you know, for a game that, again, you know, you're coming into this thing jazzed up, hey, man, game of the week, expecting a, a fun back-and-forth game, and then you get a haymaker like that right out of the gates. I'm buckling up. I'm ready for a fun time, so let's go. Um, Instead, that was, a, that was really kind of the uh, you know, just a, a bit of an anomaly when you see how the first half played out. Um, it wasn't until um, you know midway through the second quarter when Plano East finally got on the board on a, uh, on a 53-yard touchdown pass from Brandon Mallory to Josh Allison. Um, however, in between then, you had 10 total punts and just three total first downs before the next points of the game were scored. So this was essentially teams just trading three and outs trading punts, uh, very little offensive momentum on either side. Um, I will say during that stretch, though, the most impressive unit, bar none, was the sexy defensive line. Um, in the first half especially, they absolutely dominated uh, Plano East. I'm talking Hunter Spears. Josh Stafford, Jack Forthman, um, among the players who recorded either sacks, tackles for loss. In the first half alone, they um, they brought down quarterback Brandon Mallory behind the line of scrimmage five times. I mean, they were just... I mean, just by sheer force overwhelming Plano Plano East at the the point of attack. And something that, again, through these first two weeks against LD Bell, against Lake Highlands, you know, this was hands down the most talented defense that Plano East had seen up to this point. And you really got to see that bear out as it took Plano East some time to really get a feel for what Saxie had. Uh, Because, yeah, Sachse definitely controlled the action up front, at least for the first half. And as the game went on, you kind of got to see that shift gears. And, um, you know, once, uh, you know, Coach McCullough talked afterwards about just the conditioning of his team, and you kind of got to see that bear itself out over the course of the second half because um, all of a sudden the effectiveness of the sexy pass rush, it dissipated. And then in turn you had Plano East, which <laughs> wound up being the more, uh, you know, the more imposing team in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, not just, uh, like I mentioned, Josh Gossie had a big stop there in the in the third quarter wasn't just him you had guys like uh Cameron Crosley who I mentioned earlier recovered a fumble but he was also in on the uh, on a pass rush uh Kevon Hamilton as well I mean they uh, I mean Plano East defensive line really helped kind of fortify things as the offense finally hit its stride the defensive line as well just completely overwhelmed Saxey. Um, you know, head coach Mark Red Barons was saying afterwards, is a little bit young on the left side of the line. You know that part of the unit. You know, took a, you know their, uh You know, they had their, you uh, know, they had their their struggles against uh, against playing the East defensive line at times on uh, on Friday. Um, let's see where else was there. Um, oh yeah, but I was talking about just the uh, the first half and just kind of the uh, just the ropes. You know, sloppy choppy start that both teams got off. On, I mean, you could see that immediately right out of the gates. Plano East, which has one of the best passing offenses in the Metroplex through three weeks, they opened the game with three consecutive drops on attempts on, a, on pass attempts from Brandon Mallory. Just a very uncharacteristic start for upper Plano East, whether that was the weather. I mean, we could tell up in the press box, I mean, it was raining. I mean, you had heavy winds. There was fog. I mean, it was just not, it was just uh, conditions to where, you know, just to make a, uh, you know, just to make things, just to throw things off the, uh, off the, uh, you know, the natural, the natural flow for an offense like Plano East, which has just been such a, uh, such a well-oiled machine for these first few weeks. I mean, they were not on their game to start. Whether it was the weather, whether it was just, you know, being stuck in a locker room for 90 minutes. Um, you know, Plano East and Saxey just did not have a whole lot, you know, to show for, um, for their offense in the first half. Um, that unfortunately remained the case for Saxey. Um, I guess to kind of transition into, uh, you know, just some of the you know, the more notable storylines from this game. Um, Saxe's offense remains stuck in a rut. Um, there's no two ways about it. That's kind of been the, uh, you know, the storyline for this season. Um, you know, the defense has been has been up to snuff. Like I mentioned, you know, the defensive line played great the first half. Uh, Bryce Robinson, their standout linebacker, he had a huge sack on Brandon Mallory on, uh, on fourth down um, in the first half. Uh, but the offense just could not get anything going. Uh, despite starting off the game with a 52-yard touchdown pass, consider that they began the game with that 52-yard touchdown pass. Saxey finished the game with just 163 yards of offense. So <laughs> consider that. Like, that one play accounted for almost a third of Saxey's entire offensive output for the game. Um, on the season, sacks he's averaging just 245 yards per game. Um, you know, a far cry from where they were at last year. And to be fair, that's you know that's to be expected, considering the talent that they graduated, particularly at quarterback with Jalen Maiden. Um, and the quarterback situation has been something to monitor this season. You know, especially with them making a change at at quarterback. Um, you know, for this game against Plano East. Um, so a situation that you know I'm sure they kind of entered this game hoping they might get a little bit of clarity. On the uh, on the status of the quarterback battle, instead, it actually kind of looks probably a bit muddier than it did before the game because Xavier Foreman, who got the start against Plano East, he got hurt in the third quarter. Um, you know, his last snap was um, he got stuffed on fourth down on a uh, on a run on fourth and short. And um, and that was the last he saw of uh, of game action. You know, this was midway through the third quarter. They put in um, Parker Wells, who you know, if you're just going by just sheer depth chart, you would say between Beltron and uh, Foreman. I mean, this was their third string quarterback, just a sophomore getting thrown in there against a uh, you know a fire breathing Plano east defense, and things uh, obviously did not go well for him and the uh, and the Mustangs. Um, after the game, you know, you could see Foreman was on crutches. He wasn't putting any weight on his right foot. Obviously, it's you know, too early in the process for um, you know for Coach Behrens to you know diagnose the severity of the um, of the injury to uh, to Foreman, how much time he'll miss, if any, and just what the quarterback situation looks like heading into next week. And that's you know considering where we're at now in the season, where non district is in the past, uh, Saxey starts district play next week, so to already have your quarterback situation, which was such a key storyline and such a key discussion point for the team heading into the start of the season, to still have that, you know, remain up in the air, um, you know, that's unfortunate for Sachse. Um We'll see just what kind of effect it has in that district. Um, and, I mean, the defense is enough to, uh, you know, on its own to help get them wins on most nights, but as far as, you know, when you're pressed against the upper echelon of that district, um, we'll see what kind of effect it makes. But, um, yeah, I mean, for three games, uh, Sachse's offense has, um, you know, still – you know still definitely a, a big old question mark heading into the start of uh, heading into the start of district play one thing that at least for now does not appear to be a question mark is the plan east defense um, the plan of east defense has been a very it's been a subject of discussion all you know all throughout the uh, this podcast duration with um you know dating back to last season and just some of the uh, you know some of the performances by that unit down the stretch uh, I won't you know I won't you know trace back history to talk about any of those but nevertheless it's it's a it's a it's a unit that came into the season very much seeking redemption for some of its uh for some of its tougher outings last year and then through three games um Plano East defense has been as advertised one thing about this game that um, was particularly impressive especially in the first half field position was not in Plano East favor whatsoever um, for Saksy, their average starting field position over the course of their first eight drives, all in the first half, their average starting field position was their own 48-yard line. That's pretty much at midfield. So consider that they started on average their first eight drives eight near midfield, and they uh, didn't score a single point after their <laughs> after that. Uh, you know, despite that uh, you know that game-opening touchdown. Afterwards, nope. Didn't even uh, nope. Didn't crack the scoreboard. Didn't even get into the red zone. Um, factor that in with Plano East. Their first six drives of the game, all in the first half. The average starting field position was their own 23-yard line. So a 25-yard disparity in average starting position. And nevertheless, Plano East defense held serve and did not allow Sax to even really sniff a uh, a chance at any uh, any further offense. Despite um you know despite that early touchdown. Um, and that's kind of been, you know, par for the course for what Plano East defense has done this season. Um, it's we're already three games into the season. Plano East has still not allowed an opponent to exceed 200 yards of offense. With and mustering just uh, just 163 tonight. Um, I mean, it's. I mean, just, and this was consistent just all game long. I mean, I've just got written down right here. sexy had 10 drives where they advanced past their own 40-yard line at some point, whether it was starting position, whether it was at some point they advanced past their own 40-yard line. So they were in position to make a potential sustained drive, potentially put some pressure on Plano East. And only one time all game long, only one drive, did sexy get into the red zone. Um... And that was the one that resulted in that, uh, that aforementioned fourth-and-one stop um, in the play that um, you know, looks to have ended Xavier Foreman's night. Um, Plano East defense has been as advertised – um, I talked about just the job that the front seven did, and that's not to short-sight the uh, you know the job that uh, you know guys like Zach Nwachikou, who had a you know a couple strong pass breakups in the first half, uh, you know Tyler Owens who was always out there looking just to take people's heads off with some of just the absolutely vicious hits that he's laying on uh, on, oppo- on opposing players. Uh, East defense has been very very strong. I think the expectation coming in was you know we knew that the uh, the offense had a chance to be very dynamic with the experience they had back at quarterback and wide receiver, and with the expectations that you know that had been placed around Trey, uh, you know Trey Jones Scott, heading into the season. Um, and just the defense, though, but the fact that the defense is playing right up to that level, if not a bit further, because again, it is tough to uh, to hold three straight opponents under 200 yards of offense, regardless of who you're playing. Um, that is I mean, that is no small feat. So to be uh, hitting in a district with that kind of momentum, I mean, Plano East could not have envisioned a more promising start to the season for its defense. Um, so yeah, just wanted to you know throw some love their way because they just continue to uh, they continue to impress. Uh, let's see, let's uh, let's wrap this up with um, with some stats, some individual player stats um, for Plano East. Um, despite a uh, you know a shaky start passing the ball, you know Brandon Mallory is still able to finish the game with 242 yards through the year, three touchdowns, one pick. Um, let's see, of those three passing touchdowns, two went the way of Jalen Anderson. Um, who just continues to make highlight reel grab, highlight reel catch after highlight reel catch. Um, just such a joy to watch that kid do his thing. Um, he had five catches for 121 yards for two touchdowns. Uh, Josh Allison got the ball rolling for Plano East with his big first, uh, you know, first half touchdown. He had one catch for 53 yards. Um, let's see, on the ground, uh, Trey Jones-Scott had 15 carries for 119 yards and a touchdown. I will say, our, as just a mere aside, there needs to be some sort of like a memo sent out to the Texas high school football media on the correct way to pronounce Trey, uh, Trey Jones-Scott's last name because I have seen Trey Scott-Jones, Trey Jones-Scott, um, not entirely sure which one is the cor- is the correct way to, uh, to say it, so hopefully we get some clarity on that before the end of the season, just a mirror aside there. Um, let's see, for Sachse, Um, you know, a rough day on all fronts passing the ball. You know, between Xavier Foreman and Parker Wells, they combined just 5 of 17 passing for 71 yards and a touchdown. And as I mentioned, 52 of those yards came on one play. So you subtract that one 52-yard play, and Sachse was just 4 for 16 and what? Uh, let's see, 19 yards um, just you know, has seen finer days moving the ball on offense. We'll see if a uh, if getting a crack at a District 10 6A is enough to remedy the um, the offense's struggles to start the season. Um, let's see, rushing the ball, leading rusher was KJ Williams, eight carries for 64 yards. Leading receiver, of course, Miles Nash had the big catch to lead off the game. That was his lone reception of the uh, of the contest. And um, with that, um, you know, we'll see what happens now going forward. This is the non-district finale for both teams. Um, both teams heading into district on very, very uh, contrasting notes with the uh, Panthers being 3-0 versus Saxe's 0-3. Um, Plano East starts off uh, district play next Friday at 7 o'clock from McKinney ISD Stadium. Excuse me. Uh, let's see. They get McKinney Boyd, a McKinney Boyd team that is 0-3 and um, going through some, uh, some struggles of its own on offense um, meanwhile, Saxie gets Wiley back at uh, back at Williams Stadium at seven o'clock. A, uh, they get a crack at the uh, at the newcomer to the Garland ISD district, Wiley. Who um, and uh, yeah, let's see um What uh, you know if Saxon is able to uh, to bounce back. Um, so yeah, let's see. Not a whole lot else for me to really add for this one. Hope I touched on just about everything. Um, this was again a, a a weird game, as most games with uh, heavy rainfall will produce. I mean, last week I saw. You know, a, a rain delay result in one of the more uh, one of the more bizarre games in the history of Plano Senior Football. And then for this one, we get um you know a game between two teams that are among the better teams in the area. You know, we'll see um what um what these two resumes look like by the end of the season. But for now, um yeah, Plano is able to take it twenty nine to seven over Sacte. So that will do it for this edition of the Star Local Media Rapid Reaction Podcast. For my game story, should you care to read that? Should you want to check out some video highlights? All that good stuff, not just from my game, but from all the games that we covered last night. Um, you can check all that good stuff out at StarLocalMedia.com. If you uh, want to give me a follow on Twitter, if you're so kind, uh, you can catch me at MWelchSLM. Otherwise, folks, this has been Matt Welch with Star Local Media. I appreciate you for checking this out. Um, hey, you guys enjoy your weekend, and I will talk to you all later.
0: Looking to hire top talent in your community?